Hello, and welcome to GeekSweat. We are the film news, reviews, and interview podcast for film, filmmakers, and film enthusiasts. Our episodes include Cult Film, Cult TV, Dom's Docs, Hot Topic, Interviews, The MKH Cut, Review Sweat, Trailer Talk, and much, much more. We hope you enjoy our next episode. Welcome back to Geek Sweat. You'll be happy to know that since our last show, we've been having lots of conversations about the crack safety wear. Yes, we've been furiously mask debating. So joining me today are Jamie. Hi, everyone. And also joining me today, MKH. Hi, thanks for having me, Dom. Can I just say, like, Jamie's eyes almost rolled so hard they almost fell out of her face just then. What? <laughs> what do you mean? When, 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 when... Dom did his masterful joke about the mask. The mask of masterful joke. <laughs> yes, exactly. I quite enjoyed See, it. You're running with it now. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm King Dom. We've got another Geek Sweat hot topic for you. So in this episode, we're going to look at the temporary closure. We think it's a temporary closure, but who knows really, of the Cineworld Cine Ma chain last month Cineworld which I believe is the biggest or second biggest cinema chain in the world which operates in the UK but also the USA Europe and other territories announced a temporary closure of all of their cinemas blaming the COVID-19 pandemic and specifically the decision of the producers of the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, to delay it. So I think this is something that's affected the cinema industry as a whole. It's affected fans. It might even have affected you personally. So let's go straight into this. Jamie, what was your reaction to this, first of all? For me, it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of expected. I was. It was always a case of when rather than if. Um, because, you know, everything's been kind of like put on hold. The film industry it, itself has been pretty much on, you know, its own lockdown, you know, in, in terms of inter- international filming, you know, getting the, um, you know, people into work for film as well, getting the international travel in. Um, so I, I think it was always a case of when um, rather than if, and I'm surprised it actually took this long to close them, to be honest. But, yeah, it had to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Friday the 9th of February they took the decision or they finally closed all the cinemas and there were 127 cinemas in the UK which closed. So, MKH, what about you? What was your reaction to this and does it affect you personally? I don't know. I I felt like I was starting to take a leaf out of um, Stephen's books and just never enter a cinema ever and I hadn't planned on returning back to the cinema until um, December 2021 at the earliest but can I just say the fact they cited the James Bond film as a reason to close did they it was it in their estimation that this James Bond film was going to make them two trillion dollars or something I don't understand how you can place the blame in one film like that obviously it has to be a collection of different films and a a collection of different uh production houses but to place the blame at the foot of james Bond, i thought it was a bit unfair yeah i mean that's a whole topic of debate um is it reasonable to um, expect one film in a franchise to prop up an entire chain yeah i i, I think in terms of that that film 
yeah, not not coming to fruition as soon as that they wanted it to. I, I think it was a collective, um, you know, film delay that's caused all of this. I mean, I, I don't think it's all on the James Bond film, but I think perhaps that they were hoping that film would kind of get people back into the theatre again. Um, and because that's not happening, it's kind of like, well, why why keep the cinemas open? I don't think it was the 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 main reason. I think it was just one of the reasons that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Why didn't these cinema chains start thinking outside of boxes? Why didn't they like I don't know put on cult film nights and things like that? I'm sure like the people that enjoy a nice rerun of Alien don't even care about social distancing or masks anyway. So they will definitely put their lives at risk just to indulge in some naked um, Ripley action. I, I think when I think initially because when I was um, you know just when lockdown eased up a bit, when I was looking at what films were available, because they didn't have as many new releases as they would have during the summer, they were doing reruns of old films. I'm pretty sure I saw Back to the Future reruns um, in the cinema. I think they did the, um, is it a trilogy? I know they did the whole, the whole. Yes, a trilogy. You've not seen Black, Back to the Future? I have. I just couldn't remember if it was oh, a trilogy. Okay, I thought you were lost but... in time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've got. <laughs> but they did. But, but they were showing some of the old films as well, um, especially um, for kids. I should just uh, like clarify at this point. Um, apparently, I said the Cineworld closed on February. Um, I meant to say October. I don't know why I said February. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. when it all started. Yeah, exactly. I think for me, that's when the world just time just became meaningless. So I, I <laughs> that's automatically when twenty twenty was ruined. Yeah. So I yeah. automatically believe that the last time anything was anything was February. Just wanted to highlight that in September, Cineworld reported a one point six billion dollar loss for six months to June when its cinema closed due to coronavirus lockdown. That's to be expected, though. Mm. But in terms of the loss what do you what do we think that's down to because um they didn't have to pay wages because of furlough in 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 the uk or was this a worldwide loss i'm not sure actually maybe it's a worldwide loss i think it would have been a loss in terms of expected income like that's the money that they would have made if the cinemas were still open so that would have been money on tickets and viewings um, and even, you know, some of the cinemas also rent out their cinemas for other things. Like, I think our local one hires out to a church every Sunday as well. So they use they, they use their cinemas for other things as well. And private screenings too. Oh, okay. So mm. it's, it says there that was in the UK and mm. US cinemas only. Um, what are the chances when the cinemas do, like, if they do finally reopen, that they will be using the same popcorn that they had first put into the containers <laughs> from February 2020. <laughs> Guarantee you they're going to use the same popcorn. Well, it does last forever, basically, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, they don't even pop it fresh anymore, do they? No. I, it's all kind of like pre-popped upstairs and then brought downstairs into big bags and then put into the warmer. So, you yeah. know... Gone are the days where you see yeah. it popping in the at the counter. I think if there's one thing you can object to with Cineworld, it's their lack of care over something which is a massive part of their profit. Because <laughs> cinemas make shit loads of money from selling popcorn. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Profit margin on a box of popcorn that they sell for an eye-watering amount, like six or seven pounds, is insane. I definitely agree. I, I will say that I did have a, a Cineworld uh, membership, and it, it did it did me well. To be fair, like in terms of the monthly payments to see unlimited films, you couldn't go wrong. Um, it was really good value. Really yeah, good value. Absolutely. Um, so when the cinema, like, so I don't think the world will ever go back to what we saw as normal. Is social distancing within a cinema possible? I, I think you can sit apart from each other, but you're just not going to get the foot, um, the foot flow. You're not going to get enough people to make it viable. Um, but even then, it's kind of like if you know, if if you're using every single row as well. Even though you're two seats apart from the person next to you, you probably, you know, you, you're less than a row from the person behind or in front of you. It would be hard to space everyone out and get enough people in to make the viewing worth the money. I had a friend who went to the cinema and it's kind of like, yeah, he, you know, there was two seats to the left and two seats to the right, but he couldn't control the people sitting behind him or the people sitting in front of him. And once you're in the cinema, it's like half half of people remove their masks anyway. So, you know, because they're eating popcorn <laughs> or whatever or snacking <laughs> and drinking. So it's like, well, it's no different than going to a restaurant, really. You're still in a closed environment and that's no different than being in close quarters in an outdoor environment I, I will say I did do the combo often which was the, the popcorn slash uh, hot dog with the nachos and also a big drink um, yeah. I don't know I don't know where I used to feel mm. but I, I did I did like really enjoy it yeah. That side of how, how do you feel after that? Did you have like a head rush from all the carbs and sugar? Yeah, a lot of films I would only I, I would miss the the last ten minutes because of all of the um <laughs> the fatigue <laughs> from eating and trying to concentrate. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. I I, I did try and make going to a cinema a whole experience. Because if I just wanted to watch a film, I would just stay at home and just pirate it. Hmm. But I tried to like do everything that was on offer in the cinema. Yeah, I do feel like the bloated combo meal is the best way to experience uh, like three-hour superhero film that turns into CGI soup for the last 20 minutes anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Where you don't know, you can't tell the colours apart. You have no idea which hero is which. Um, it's all a part of the, the lovely experience. Gone are the days when I'd like do my Sunday afternoons two or three movies back to back and, you know, I'd be still eating from the large giant bag of popcorn, you know. So it was <laughs> it was really good value. <laughs> but, mm. you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trust other um, customers to kind of follow the rules of, of um, social distancing. Yeah, because humans are trash babies. But what I was going to say, um, the best time I've ever had in a cinema was when I would uh, be on annual leave and I would go to a one o'clock viewing and, and it would just be me and one other creepy guy in the whole cinema. You sat next to you. One other <laughs> creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sat right next to you. Yeah, we both had trench coats on. Like, we, we, we came to watch a, a, um, a horror film. <laughs> which was uh, quite quite odd. <laughs> but, yeah, that was probably the best experience. I There's something about being in a packed cinema that makes me slightly uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I, I prefer the empty 
cinema. So I was, I was social don't, don't you find, though, there are some films that work better with an audience or even genres that work better? I don't know, because we're, we're not like an American crowd. American crowds react to absolutely everything in the cinema. I've watched footage of Americans reacting to um, different scenes in Avengers Endgame. And then I remember when I went to the cinema, you could drop a pin uh, in reaction to what was happening on, on screen. So I just don't feel British, uh, stiff upper lipped, reserved cinema goers give you the mm. same experience as you would. There was a lot of quiet crying, I remember. Very discreet crying. Yeah, slight dabbing of the cheeks, trying to suck up all the tears into the tear ducts. It's, it's not, it's not a, a very open human experience uh, from what I've seen anyway. So in terms of the ripple effect of the cinema closures, there's also 8,000 jobs at bowling alleys. I, I, I quite enjoy bowling. Does anyone else enjoy bowling? I don't mind bowling. I'm, oh, okay. I'm actually surprised that there's that many jobs involved in it. The ripple effect of people pre and afterwards of going to a cinema viewing. So what goes hand in hand? So we have here uh, 1,100 jobs at Pizza Express. I'm surprised that Pizza Express still exists. With uh, a good expect- customer like Prince Andrew. How could they That's fail? what I'm saying. I, I thought that would have tanked it alone. Um, <laughs> uh, 2,000 jobs at Frankie and Benny's. Uh, what's it called? In the interest of full disclosure, I've never been to Frankie and Benny's that I've actually enjoyed. I think the food is terrible there. Absolutely appalling. Yeah. How have they got 2,000 jobs there? So, like, the whole concept of Frankie and Benny's is it's a New York Italian diner, so it's a copy of a copy, and Jesus. it's a crap one at that. <laughs> it is absolutely horrible. Um, and then we've got 450 jobs at Pizza Hut. Uh, already on the brink uh, but then again pizza Hut can survive because they i think they do a lot of home deliveries in the uk there are 150 nandos within 100 meters of a cinema but then again nandos is so self-sufficient like people kind of wait they don't need a cinema nearby to get to a nandos in my experience nandos is like almost what people think of as takeaway food yeah it's independent of any other uh, source of entertainment I find with Nando's definitely especially since it's moved over to Uber Eats I think that's just propelled it even further so we're not worried about Nando's they'll be okay yeah absolutely but Frankie and Benny's couldn't care less Pizza Express sad uh, Pizza Hut also very sad um, yeah and bowling Like, I, uh, but then again I don't think bowling can come back in its current form because you've got all these disgusting human beings sticking their fingers in the, the free holes and throwing balls willy nilly like, it, like you're going to spend at least you're, you're making it sound worse than it is <laughs> no I'm thinking you're going to have to spend two million <laughs> well like that whole sticking balls. fingers in holes thing that's just put me right off yeah but you're going <laughs> to spend two million on disinfecting for balls alone. Washing big balls. You're yeah, still making it balls. sound worse. Yeah, teabagging <laughs> balls. In disinfectant. Every single time. I'm a pull hoop pull haul person rather than a pin tin pin pop tin pin bowling alley person. Yeah, I, like, so. don't get me wrong. I can I imagine you handling different sticks, but then still there's cross <laughs> contamination. <laughs> <laughs> of droplets by handling so many different uh, pool cues, don't you think? So that can't come back in its current form either. But some people have their own pool cue. I would like. My but own you bring pool your own cue. stick. <laughs> I'd like. I should. I should invest in my own pool cue. Okay, that's pretty. They're pretty cool. inexpensive. I mean, they've always got a sale yeah. at JD Sports. Yeah. 30, 30 oh. to sixty pounds, depending on what kind of quality. You can go up to two hundred pounds. 
Would you get a nice briefcase for your stick? Mm, yeah, I probably would actually. Mind you, it depends on how expensive it is. A cheap one, I'll probably just get like one of those bags. Oh, okay. But, um, if it was a proper good one, you know, I'd probably get a hard case for it. So are we all Cineworld like fans as opposed to obviously you've got the showcases and you have um what's the other big chain in this country odeon of course odeon. yeah odeon yeah like would we say we mostly went to Cineworld? i'd say with some qualifications yeah um cine world was the biggest i don't know how that happened but it mm. became the biggest chain in the uk um had the most convenient locations yes got most of the films and like you're saying earlier, fourteen ninety nine for unlimited films is pretty good yeah, value. That's insane. Mm. That's insane. So all of those, yeah, I guess I was a fan. Are you paying fourteen ninety nine? I thought it went up to like eighteen. Oh, maybe it did. Yeah. I was gonna say, Probably. man. They were ripping me off. <laughs> <laughs> ripping me off. If you if you're paying fourteen ninety nine. I'm pretty sure I'm, mine is on seventeen ninety nine, but you know probably was seventeen ninety nine. It's it's a while since I've looked at my bank statement because I have to have a lie down afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> lie down and think of England. Uh, so yeah. in terms of like, yeah, so they've frozen obviously all the memberships, and it's a shame that because um, I don't know whether cinemas will be able to go. Like I, I think I don't if know. I don't know if it'll recover, to be honest. I mean, it, it'll take a long time to recover. And I think when cinemas do come back, they, they, they're going to have to shut a lot of the different uh, locations. They're not going to be able to sustain. They'll probably start up slowly. Yeah. Yes. Apparently, um, the CEO of Cinema World, um, I've just changed the name of the company. <laughs> um, CEO of Cineworld has written to Boris Johnson, urging him to reinstate the furlough scheme that was beneficial to the employees in the first months of lockdown. That was reported in the NME on the 12th of October. And I think they have recently, I think they have recently announced that they will. They have to, given yeah. that we're going into lockdown 2.0. Yeah. They have to, like, at least for a month, we're going to be in lockdown. And with, mm. and I don't think it's going to be just a month. I'm going to think it's going to be like at least a couple of weeks into, so six weeks, I would say. Because this country... Yeah. Also, I do have to say at this juncture, the C- CEO of Cineworld is called Mookie Greydinger. <laughs> hey, That's all. I want to see a photo of Mookie. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at it afterwards and see what Mookie looks like. I'd, I'd like to... I'd, I'd be interested in looking at it. Do you think they me. just applied for the job and they're like, yeah, you're in. <laughs> That's like a CEO <laughs> name. Purely off the name. So, yeah, that's a CEO, definitely. I so with like this, this like whole like James Bond thing, there's a row between Mookie G- Greydinger and the Broccolis. <laughs> Mookie just sounds like a James Bond villain that would want to end the it world. It does, doesn't it? For something stupid <laughs> as you not using my establishment to show your stupid <laughs> film. Come on, Mookie, grow up, man. Um, <laughs> There's the person making fun of his name. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm a local comedian. And plus, my, my, my comedy's still punching up at a CEO of Cineworld, so I can. That's my, that's my reason for it. <laughs> that's your excuse. Yeah, my excuse, absolutely. All about the punching up. Yeah, absolutely. My, my dragon punch is very strong. Um, I was going to say, so in terms of... Were we even looking forward to James Bond that much? Like just to sidestep um, what we were just talking about. James Bond, I saw one trailer for it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really that impressed by it, especially since they had to basically 
bring back uh, what's his name, Daniel Craig, kicking and screaming to the role. He didn't want to do it. Like, in fact, he hates James Bond as a character. I don't. I, I find as it, he says so at every opportunity. Yeah, I think even. Um, but he is playing a character. It's not like no, that's him. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so like. It, it you it really shows you so like people like Sean Connery uh, also didn't like the character of James Bond although he did have like the decency to like you know duck out of the series a lot sooner than Daniel Craig yeah absolutely I mean, he only did it for 7 years how how many films did Sean Connery do versus Daniel Craig because he's only done what four or five hasn't he well i think they've done about the same amount of films but they made them a lot quicker initially because mm. they were doing one a year initially which became mm. two a year. But now in the Daniel Craig era, the gaps between films have been three years, four years. Mm. So he's had the longest tenure as James Bond, even though he hasn't made the most films. <laughs> Not a fun fact, <laughs> but that is true. <laughs> By the way, Mookie Gradinger is an Israeli businessman who's been the CEO of Cineworld since October 2014, for everyone who wanted to know that. <laughs> So he's he's so so this most recent one is his fourth film. So he's done five films, including No Time to Die, which yeah. hasn't been released yet. No Time to Die has been delayed three times. Oh really? It, so it was initially going to come out in April 2020, and then that was put back to November, I believe. So it should have been released about now, and that's now been put back to April 2021. Okay, so in comparison. Um, Sean Connery did eight James Bond films, although one of those was definitely unofficial. Really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, um, Never Say Never Again was an unofficial Bond film. It was produced oh. by Sean Connery, but it's a oh. remake of um, it's a remake of one of them. You Only Live Twice? No, not You Only Live Twice. Goldfinger, I think. Not Goldfinger. What's the other one called? <laughs> Just stop there. It doesn't matter. No one Just cares. stop there. I should <laughs> stop digging. What's the one where he goes to a health spa? Thunderball. <laughs> That's the doesn't one. he doesn't yeah. he always go to a health spa or have some kind of spa? He's always in some kind of shower or steamy bathroom scene. Hanging around showers. Yeah, exactly. Thunderbolt. Do you think Cineworld got over-reliant on big tentpole movies and should they have been trying to branch out a bit in terms of the audience they were attracting? Would that have helped? I But I think this whole COVID thing is affecting all areas of the film industry. It's not just the big... Hollywood blockbusters it, it, it's you know the independent films as well I mean like if you're not allowed to travel for or if, to, to get to get to a film set and you're not allowed to bring people in for makeup and you know you can't get your crew together then you know you can't make a movie can you so I, I don't think you can say that it's own it's only because of big blockbuster films it, it's the whole industry itself but um, it's true that there was a dearth of blockbuster films um, that Cineworld had because um, lots of films were postponed or they were put on TV. Um, Mulan mm. went straight to Disney+. Plus. That's one that they were trailing from December of last year. And other films went straight to TV. What about um, Tenet? Um, did you see Tenet, Jamie? No, I didn't. Well, I had the opportunity to, but I didn't want to kind of put myself at risk. You know, and also because I was working in a hospital, I was kind of like, that would be irresponsible of me if I was asymptomatic. So, you know, thinking of you people, yeah? That's why I live alone. Yeah, of course, yeah. 
But um, was that the mistake with Tenet? Did Tenet come back too soon? Were they wrong to try and have a, a blockbuster launching in um, at that point? Yeah, I, I think it was premature. I, I think that they were hoping it was going to bring people back into the cinema. And I think for some sessions it did, because a, a couple of my friends went to see Tenet in the cinema and they said it was absolutely packed. But then you're not social social distancing, are you? So it's kind of like, well, hello, now there's another surge. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> it's like going to a restaurant, <laughs> you know, help out, you know, eat out to help out and all that. And it's like y- you put loads of people in the same room together. Are you, were you not expecting any kind of spike in, in, in transmission? It's silly. And I guess the, the problem now is um... – Distribution companies might actually have found a way that's preferable to go to the cinema or distributing in the cinema. Apparently, Enola Holmes, which was going to be distributed in the cinema, went straight to Netflix, and it's been seen by an estimated 76 million people since then, which is far more than it would have got on a cinema release. Yeah, but you can understand why, right? Because you go to the cinema, if you don't have like the, the Cineworld card, like like we do, and you, you know, however many films for 18, 18 pounds, you know, Netflix, you're paying seven pounds a month and you can see as many films as you want and it doesn't even have to be a blockbuster. Um, it makes sense that, you know, they would get more views because, you know, if you've got a family of six, you know, one person watches mm. it one day and another person in the family watches it another day. You've got three or four viewings in the same household. So we've got a situation now where distributors might have found a method of getting the films out that they prefer. And um, big distributors like Disney are putting all their films onto streaming services or studios are delaying their films. I, I think the... The mentality behind that is it's better to get some money out of people than no money out of people. Because you have to remember also that when Mulan went straight to streaming, that was a pay-per-view as well. So not only did you have to pay for the subscription for Disney, um, but you also paid to view the film via Disney as well. Um, but they're doing that only for the the ones where they spent the most money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that's true though. That's true. Because like you look at other films that would have gone into the cinema, like Borat Two, and yeah, Prime just put it out on their Amazon Prime. Like once you purchased it, you you got the film. So I don't know how much these uh, studios can hope to make without uh, tickets at the gate of the cinema, and maybe that. That that will spawn two things. Either they will stop putting so much money into big budget films, or no, well, that's it really. That's all I can think of. <laughs> they just gonna stop pouring yeah. money into big budget films because they're not gonna make them the the uh the revenue uh back to even break even, let alone mm. make double mm. their investment. So which I, which doesn't bode well for uh cinema and film lovers like us um can i just say actually before um we we finally land this plane i i want to take back everything i said about moki um i just found out that um this person is israeli and i don't want to be like jeremy corbyn and relish in being anti-semitic so yeah i just want to put that out there 
let's say we're <laughs> in no way making fun of Israeli names. And yeah. we all love Gal Godot, so that's cool. <gasps> oh, you guys are so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're geek sweat. That is our USB. <laughs> we're all right. So Cineworld, I mean, like I haven't been to the cinema for a while and that was even before covid kind of hit our shores um you know i i think the last time i went to the cinema was probably december it's definitely kind of like shifted my my habits to watching films indoors at home so i still get my films i still get my you know my movies and stuff so and actually it's more comfortable sitting at home having popcorn cheap popcorn that you know is freshly popped mm. yourself and you can flavor it yourself so even even without the, the big gigantic screen you can still enjoy a movie at home so mm. for me it's no big loss but um you know going to the cinema got me out of the house and it got me socializing with other people which you know we can't do at the moment anyway so right now even if the cinemas mm. were open i wouldn't be going Apparently, um, the closure of Cineworld and Picture House, which they also own, has taken a third of the potential box office away from any film released in the UK. That's how important it was. So who has the other two thirds? Um, the other chains, the other cinemas. You know, there's View, there are, oh, there are other chains yes. and independent cinemas. Yeah, I will um, leave you with one other shocking fact which has been caused by this COVID-19 pandemic. Can you guess what will definitely go down as the highest grossing film of 2020? Can I guess? Was it something released in January? Yeah, that's, it is something released in January. So that, that's logical. So cast your mind back to January. This is something we talked about on Review Sweat. We saw the trailer. No, I'm lost. I can't remember. Bad Boys for Life. Oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> that is one of the unforeseen consequences of COVID-19. So does that mean they're the only ones being put forward for Oscars? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Will Smith that he's had the highest grossing film of the year. I don't think even he would have wanted to do it like this. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's like a win, for, by, win by default, isn't it? No one wants to win by default. But do you think he would rather it be for for this bad boys or After Earth? The film he did with his son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the film he did with his son, which I haven't seen. Yeah, but I understand bother. that's the film he did with his son. Yeah, don't, don't bother. By the way, um, Trevor's just suggested Martin Lawrence for Best Supporting Actor. Jesus. After all the stuff he said about um, Martin Lawrence, I don't know about that. <laughs> It might have been a slightly tongue-in-cheek suggestion. <laughs> well, you might have been playing devil's advocate there. So finally, um, as we're possibly moving away from the cinema era, sadly but inevitably at the moment, um, can you suggest any other more creative ways to see films? Um, MKH, what about you? Um, <laughs> creative ways to see films. I guess we've got large enough handheld phones now. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I don't know what to say to it. Like I don't know. I have no I'm, suggestion. I'm more into like the homemade popcorn idea. Oh, okay. Yes. No, definitely. Um, I think we're seeing a new age where 
And I think this is where Uber Eats will fill the gap in the market where they come in and provide a... Hot food at the cinema. <laughs> yeah, assortment of home delicacies for people that want to make um, the home cinema, the um, the general cinema from now on. So I think... Cinema with nachos by Uber. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone from uh, Uber Eats is listening, I want a cut mm. of that idea when you go into cinema, a specific genre, well, category on the app where it says cinema treats. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. That is a great business idea. I'm, I'm lucky. I've, I've got a projector so I can I can have my big screen experience. I can turn off the lights and I can watch, you know, watch a, a movie on my big screen in my living room. Or I do have an outdoor screen as well. So I can always like get two two four by fours and you know erect a, a big screen in the backyard and watch it out um out, outside and have an outdoor cinema experience too so I'm, I'm lucky in that respect yeah you have made the post-apocalyptic contingency plans I, I have i have and you know i i've got my own popcorn i can pop and i've got my you know hot dogs in the freezer i can thaw out i've got my sourdough wow. that i can bake some bread with you know I'm, I'm sorted I don't have to leave the house for like three months you know if it wasn't for work no, when like society like collapses we'll be besieging your house like zombies exactly I was thinking is that <laughs> is that for home cinema or like apocalypse <laughs> like zombie <laughs> zombie attack hey it's just a projector screen man well sorry it's just a projector <laughs> I don't actually have a, a proper screen <laughs> it's just my wall <laughs> it sounds really good though because you got some nice white walls behind you i can see so you've got lots yes, of space there i do so, yeah. it takes up the entire wall it's great oh you can't go wrong with that so seems <laughs> like sadly cineworld might not be coming back for the foreseeable future but we have made plans so thank you very much for joining us on this episode mkh no thank you i, I felt like I, I did a terrible disservice to so many things i said but no thank you dom we'll just drop out over that <laughs> thanks for joining us Jamie (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) and I've been King Dom this has been the Geek Sweat Hot Topic see you soon bye 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 Bye. see ya